You are listening to the Reality Steve podcast with your host, Reality Steve. He's got all the latest info and behind-the-scenes juice on Claire's upcoming season of The Bachelorette and interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. Now, here's Reality Steve. What's up, everybody? Welcome to podcast number 206. I am your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. Interesting show for you this week. We've got the TikTok girl, Carly Hammond, the ex of Joseph Abarati, if that's how you pronounce it. Actually, I don't even know how to pronounce his last name. I'm assuming it's Abarati, Abarati. Uh, but Carly Hammond, uh, the woman who spent a weekend with him three weekends ago, and she explains everything that she had the three minutes to explain on TikTok. Uh, we go over the whole timeline and everything that happened uh, with them coming up today. I do want to get to a couple things. First off, I apologize for last night for our, my Instagram Live. Ashley and I have been doing Instagram Lives ever since... God, when was our first one? Uh, let me look here. Uh, first one was... Oh my gosh, we got to scroll all the way back. Uh, first one we did was 5-17, so May 17th was our first one. We've done one basically every week, I think, except for one week. And every single one of them, when we're done, it says end video. I hit save, and it's saved on my Instagram story. Uh, not on my Instagram story, on my IGTV, the little TV symbol on my Instagram page. And for whatever reason, last night, I hit end. I chose a picture. I put a title on it. And then I hit save and... Uh, I went back to my Instagram page, and it said posting, and the little blue bar goes across the screen, and then it just disappeared. So it's really disappointing because that, Ashley and I both agree, that was one of our best ones because we talked about, and if you missed it, honestly, pretty much everything I said, I wrote in my column yesterday. So please go read yesterday's recap if you really want to go watch, uh, and you missed the live, and you obviously you can't see the live now because it didn't save for whatever reason. But unfortunately, it's gone forever. Usually when you used to film on um, Instagram Live, it saved it to your videos on your phone, and then you could you had it there. But that didn't do that anymore. I don't know why. Hasn't done that for a while, actually. So I apologize to anybody who missed it, and I get it. I mean, it's if you're on the West Coast, I, I you know, if most people are working and you have a job and you still have a job, 5 o'clock in the afternoon on a Wednesday, I... I don't expect, I guess, a lot of people on the West Coast to be tuning in live. And I get you watch it uh, later on. And I've always had it later on. I just, unfortunately for this one, uh, it disappeared when I tried to save it. So I don't know what happened. Apologize for that. Um, elsewhere, I, I think I went over enough in my column yesterday. The easy stuff. My thoughts on Zach. My thoughts on Yosef. And then we have um, the woman that Yosef was with three weekends ago on the podcast today because, look, she shared her story on TikTok. I immediately contacted her. I said, is this legit? She showed me everything. If you want to see the text messages that she talks about in the podcast today, yes, she posted them on her Instagram uh, on her TikTok, but you have to hit the screen every time to pause the video. And it's a lot. Her Your body's kind of covering it. You can't read the whole thing. So they're on my... Um, 
on my website today at realitysteve.com. So go check it out if you want to kind of follow along what she says in the podcast. But uh, I really appreciate Carly doing this because, as you'll hear in the podcast, a lot of women have come to me since March when Yosef first showed up on the cast list for Claire's season. He was on the original cast list, and there wasn't a guy on that list that that I got more negative information about and more people telling me stories about him that weren't positive than Yosef. The problem is none of them wanted to come forward and none of them wanted to have their name attached to it. So, and Carly was somebody that did it on her own, and she actually released her first TikTok video the night before the first episode, but it didn't... Gained steam until the following week. I don't know who caught it and started passing it around, but somebody did. And, you know, now it's over a million views. And um, But we go over the whole timeline. The TikTok videos are one minute each, so three total minutes that she explained it. This is close to an hour, and I basically said, let's start at the beginning. How did it start? What was the extent of it? And just take me through the whole weekend and what has happened since. And uh, we go over a lot. And, um, I appreciate her, you know, it's a 22 year old single mother. And that to me in itself is a little off. I would say Yosef is a 30 year old man with a four year old daughter divorced. And he's going after 22 year old single women, uh, single mothers. I, you know, age is just a number. I get that. It's just when she's 22, and a single mother, I mean, maybe he's using his whole, hey, I'm a single dad too, let's bond over that. It seems like it's the behavior is unacceptable. And she had every right to call him out for what he did. And listen to her story today, and hopefully uh, you'll get a, a clearer picture of everything that went down. So let's just get right into it now. Podcast number 206, this is Carly Hammond. Okay, let's bring her in right now. Uh, her name is Carly Hammond. And she Hi. is, uh, I guess what you want to call her, uh, TikTok girl from last week who kind of went a little <laughs> bit viral with her uh, with her posts about a weekend she spent with Yosef. Um, I believe the weekend was November 9th through 11th, correct? Yes, so it was the 9th through the 11th. Okay, so let's just back up from the very beginning. First off, I want you to introduce yourself and tell us uh, a little bit about you, your name, your age, where you live, and just kind of your life. So my name's Carly and I live in Florida and I'm 22 and I'm a mom and I go to nursing school right now. Okay. What's what part of Florida are you in? I live in Tampa. You're in Tampa. Okay. So from what you and I have spoken about, um, after I saw your TikTok and everyone started sending me your TikTok, they were like, you have to talk to this girl. And I had reached out to you that night. Um, when did you posted it last week? I think you posted it last was it the night of the second episode? Was um, I posted it before um, the show even premiered. Oh, that's like right. The day before the, like the morning before the show premiered. That's right. But it didn't, <laughs> it didn't take off until last week after the second episode aired, which was kind of weird. Like what? I, I'm wondering what caused it to kind of take off. Do you know? I honestly don't know. Like it was, it had like a couple thousand views, and that was really it. And then like. That night you called me, I just had gone on TikTok like an hour before you called me and I just saw it was blowing up and I was like, what just happened? 
I don't remember it offhand in terms of what you hashtagged it. Did you, did you hashtag it with anything Bachelorette or Yosef or? I think I just hashtagged like Bachelorette and Bachelor Nation and that was like it. Okay. There must have been something there that got everyone going. Okay. So let's start at the beginning. How did you meet Yosef? Who reached out to who? When did it start? Give us the basics of how this, whatever you want to call it, relationship began with Yosef. So I guess like a couple months before he messaged me, I requested to follow him. So then in September, he ended up like accepting my follow request and then following me back. And then the day that he accepted my request, he ended up like DMing me, like replying to a story that I posted and was just like joking about the story because it was talking about like men being emotionally unavailable. And I kind of just liked the message because I was like, uh, who is this dude? Like, what the heck? And then he, like, messaged me again, like, trying to make a joke. And then, like, from there, we just, like, started talking for, like, every single day. Interesting. And at the time, so this was in September, so he is clearly back from the show. At any point in your conversation, one, did you know that Yosef Abarati, if that's how you pronounce his last name, did you know that he had just filmed Claire's season of The Bachelorette? And two, if you did, had you read anything about this guy is going to be the villain after telling Claire off that I had put out there? Are you a fan of the show? Do you watch it? Did you know any of this stuff when you were talking to him? And did he ever bring it up to you? So I do like watch the show and stuff. But when he had first messaged me for like the first week and a half, I had no idea he was on the show until my friend sent me a promo and I saw him like yelling at her in the promo. And that was the first time I ever saw it. And then I kind of just sent it to him. and was like, uh, do you want to tell me something? And he was like, Oh, I wonder, I was wondering when you were going to see that. And then that's when he kind of told me like, Oh yeah. Like they kind of edited it to make me look like a villain, but I'm really not like, I really am not a bad person. Like, I just didn't like how she treated the men on the date. And I said something about that because I'm not going to let someone disrespect me and a bunch of other people on national TV. And that was really like all he said, like as to like why he was the villain. I didn't like what she, I, I just said something to her. He did. He left out the part where he ranted and raved on her and insulted her for 20 minutes. That's kind of uh, convenient for him. <laughs> to do that. Yeah. Did you watch the episode last night? Yeah, so I, I did watch the episode last night. <laughs> <laughs> and your um take on it? Um, It's just, I don't know. It's just crazy because he has such double standards and he's talking about a date he wasn't even on. And I understand, like, he wants to say, like, oh, she's classless, but I'm pretty sure she doesn't even have a say, like, what goes down on the dates. One and two last season, they literally had girls pillow fighting in lingerie and like no one had a problem with it. (laughs) So, okay, you start talking in September and you say you this this becomes like an everyday thing when it when it becomes something like that, where he messages you on a story that you post and then all of a sudden this becomes an everyday messaging. What are you guys talking about? Are any of these messages turning into how like how long did it take to do phone calls versus uh, how long did it take to start FaceTiming each other? What's the time frame there from the time you he first got in contact with you to the time it became phone calls and FaceTime? 
So we basically just messaged on Instagram just for like a day. And then the next, then that next day I ended up falling asleep. And then the next day, like I messaged him back and was like, oh, sorry, I fell asleep. And he's like, oh, it's okay. And then he asked me for my phone number and I'd given him my phone number and we were just texting like throughout the day. And then he had asked me if I wanted to like FaceTime that night just to talk and stuff. So we ended up FaceTiming like two days after he messaged me. And when you started FaceTiming, what did those become? So, like, the first FaceTime call, we were on FaceTime for, like, four hours. And we were just, like, talking about everything, like, just, like, pretty much, like, where he is, like, with work and, like, what he's, like, trying to do with his work and, like, where I am with school and, like, what I'm trying to do and, like, pretty much just like where we see ourselves in like 10 years, things like that. And then just like kind of like questions you just like talk about to like get to know someone. Yeah. And how soon after you guys started talking, which was just a day and two after the first message between you two, at what point was it brought up that we're interested in each other? We should meet. I'll come see you or you come see him. It ended up obviously being um, him coming to see you for a weekend. But how how far into you guys starting talking did that get brought up? And who initiated I mean, it? So actually, like the first day we were talking, he was like making comments about like me going to Alabama to like go hiking and stuff like in Alabama because that's like something I like to do is like go hiking and be outdoors and he's like oh there's plenty of like cool places like in Alabama and stuff so he was like talking about that like literally like the first day we he started messaging me and then from there we were talking like maybe two or three days and he's like honestly like I'm gonna I want to plan a trip and come down just for a weekend just to meet and like all of that and I was like okay yeah like if if you want like you can like just get a hotel and like we can do something that weekend and and everything and he's like okay so then he planned it like the first of the next available weekend that he was coming down but before the show aired which was uh the 9th to 11th so the show started on the 13th so it was basically the weekend before the show started yeah Okay, at what point before you knew, okay, before he was coming down, was it known that, like, the like when you knew he was coming, whenever it was booked, I don't know what date it was booked, I don't think it really matters, but when it was booked and you knew he was coming to town, was it known in your head that this was, you guys were into each other, this was something that you were taking uh, seriously, if you were taking it seriously, this is, was a romantic thing, or you were having him come to town to see if there was something romantic there. So like at the point where he was coming, like we both said that we weren't talking to other people and we weren't interested in other people. And we were just kind of trying to see where this could go. Just the two of us. Like we've talked like about what dating would be like um, with both of us having daughters and, things like that. And he talked like about if I wanted to live in Florida, like forever, like he could move to Pensacola, but that's as far as he could move because he does have his daughter and stuff like that. Like, and we talked about like things like that. So, I mean, to me, I thought it was pretty serious and we both said we weren't talking to other people and that we were really just focusing on pursuing each other. 
And that ended up <laughs> being, <laughs> being a line of bullshit. But uh, yeah, <laughs> he mentioned I can only move as far as Pensacola. He's in the Mobile, Alabama area. How far is the drive from Mobile to Tampa? Um, it's seven hours. Seven hours. Okay. So let's just get to the weekend. Uh, he comes out. He drives out on Friday, November 9th. He gets to the hotel. I'm assuming you. Uh, he says, I'm here. You meet him there. What happened on Friday? So um, he got here like kind of late, like 8, 9 o'clock. So we ended up just going and to like a bar that in the town that he was staying in. And he ended up getting a couple drinks. I was just hanging out. And then we he, we went next door to the other bar and he got some food. And then he asked if I wanted to go back um, with him to the hotel to hang out and we could watch a movie or something. And I said, sure. And that night, how much did he have to drink? Um, when By the time we met, he was already like four, four bourbons deep. And then it and only then got had, worse from there. Yeah, and then he had a few more at the bar, like two or three more. Would you say it was like he was able to handle it or he was just like totally sloppy and drunk? Um, he was he was sloppy, but at the same time, like he was not falling all over the place, like throwing up. But like he just was like sloppy and just like his actions and things he was doing. Like what? Like, he was just like, I'm not a confrontational person. And he had told me previously he's just very confrontational. And, like, just, like, stupid things about, like, speaking loudly about, like, things. And just, like, not wanting to put on a mask. And stupid things like that. Like, just little things that it's just like, okay, like, don't do that. Like, <laughs> Just put the mask on to walk into the restaurant. Like, it's not that big of a deal. Yosef uh, admitting he's confrontational? No way. (laughs) Never saw that coming. Um, And talking about not putting on a mask. Great, Yosef. Good good one. Um, Okay, so Friday happens. What happens at the... I mean, do do you stay with him Friday night? No, so I just went back to the hotel for like a few hours, and then I ended up leaving and coming back home. And you came back home on Friday night yeah, Friday or night. Saturday morning, probably by the time you got home. Yeah. And then what happens on. So I'm assuming he, I mean, he came to your town to see you, to stay with, uh, to not stay with you, but to see you, to see, to spend a weekend with you. Saturday comes mm-hmm. around after you had spent most of Friday night with him. What happens on Saturday? So actually Friday night I ended up calling my best friend and I was like, honestly, like, I don't know that I want to go. Like it really didn't go like how I thought it was going to go. Like my expectations, my expectations were not meet- met at all. But then I feel bad because he came all this way, like to meet me and stuff. And she was just like, I think you should go out and give him another chance. And if it's like going poorly, like just go home in the middle of the like the middle of it, like you can text me and I'll call you or something like that to leave. So I was like, okay. So then we ended up going to the beach on Saturday morning and then we hung out at the beach for a couple hours and then we ended up just leaving and going to lunch. And then after lunch, we went back to his hotel and we were just hanging out again. Like 
just talking, like messing around. And then I had to go back home to my daughter and I told him that I could come back later that evening around like eight or nine, depending on what time my daughter went down and things like that. And he said, okay. All right, let's take a break real quick. Only advertiser today, and it is Magic Spoon. Growing up, I love cereal. Hell, I still love cereal, and I love Magic Spoon. The best part about Magic Spoon is I've been trying to cut down on carbs and sugar and unhealthy food recently, and basically realized all those sugary cereals that I love, I kind of can't eat those anymore. Even though I want to, I can't. Magic Spoon has zero sugar, 12 grams of protein, and only three net grams of carbs in each serving. It's four flavors, cocoa, fruity, frosted, and blueberry. And I'm telling you, they taste like the sugary cereals I grew up with and that you grew up with. It tastes amazing. Honestly, too good to be true. Keto-friendly, it's gluten-free, it's soy-free, it's grain-free, low-carb, GMO-free. I love them, and they get my breakfast morning started pretty much almost every morning now. Go to magicspoon.com slash Steve to grab a variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use your promo code Steve at checkout to get free shipping. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they will refund your money, no questions asked. That's magicspoon.com slash Steve and use the code Steve for free shipping. We thank Magic Spoon for sponsoring the podcast. Now let's get back to Carly Hammond, uninterrupted for the remainder of the podcast. Okay. When you said expectations weren't met and Friday didn't go as well as you had planned, what happened? I just felt like, I don't I don't know if it was because he was like, he had a lot to drink, but I just felt like he was like, the conversation was just like so forced and like he was just like one word answering everything and it was just like, he wasn't like trying to get to know me or anything or like asking questions about me. Like he was just like, like trying to be like lovey-dovey and like touchy-feely and I'm not like a very affectionate person especially like if I don't know you like I'm not going to be affectionate so like that that part was just like he wanted to be like all affectionate and like all lovey-dovey and I'm like no like let's talk like let's get to know one another and he wasn't really interested in that no (laughs) okay okay so you're basically at this point, it didn't go great Friday night. He was kind of drinking, just kind of being whatever, like you said, touchy-feely, and doesn't, didn't seem to be putting as much interest in you as I'm guessing he invested in the first month when you were spending four hours on the phone together and whatnot. And another thing that you did tell me when, when we spoke was he used his daughter a lot when he spoke with you, right? Didn't he send you videos of his daughter all the time? Yeah, so, like, when we would talk and Snapchat, he would just send me videos of, like, when he had her, like, of them in the car, like, talking, like, responding to me and my daughter or, like, responding to, like, something my daughter was doing and, like, just sends me, like, pictures of her and stuff like that. So the last, you know, we're in the timeline here, we're at Saturday afternoon, we're at the beach, and um, you said Friday night didn't go well. Saturday at the beach, how did it go? Did he did he improve at all? Did he start asking questions about you? Or is it more or less, again, seemingly he wasn't acting interested? So Saturday after, like, I kind of told him how, like, I felt uncomfortable, like, Friday and everything. He, like, apologized and was, like, super, like, 
sorry for like what he had done and I was like it's okay but like I just don't want this to be a lust thing like I really want to get to know each other before like we continue like that other thing because it's harder to build like that mental connection than it is like a sexual connection and he was like yeah like I totally understand and it was just like better when we went out to lunch like conversation was just better and like I thought like okay yeah this could go somewhere because we're actually talking and communicating. And then when you left Saturday, is there something that did where, where exactly when you left the beach or you left that Saturday afternoon with him, the plan was you were going to see him later on that night or you weren't. And if you weren't, why not? So after I, I, we were hanging out at the hotel and he was just being lovey dovey. And I told him like, we're not going to do anything. And like, he kind of just like got annoyed by that. And I was like, I don't want to hook up. Like, I don't want to do anything like, no. And he was just kind of annoyed. And he's like, okay, okay. And then I told him that I could come back over later. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I was supposed to come. I did end up going back Saturday night. But when I went back, he supposedly fell asleep. Okay, so if I can translate this, I'm guessing the the impression I'm getting is he tried to have sex with you Saturday afternoon and you weren't having it and that annoyed him. Yeah, that's basically like what I felt like I told him no and then he got annoyed by that. And then he told me he was going to go out to get drinks with some guys from the hotel. And I was like, okay, yeah, like have fun. Just let me know if you still want me to come. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I still want you to come. I still want you to come. And then he ended up falling asleep, supposedly. So it's like, you told me to come, but if you really didn't want me to come, like you could have just said no. <laughs> so you drove back to the hotel that night and, you know, I, 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 I'm, I'm assuming because I, I know people are going to ask or not even ask this. They're going to make a comment about you said, oh, I'm going to go after I'm going to go back to your to his hotel after I put my daughter down. I'm assuming that there's a sitter there or something just so people don't freak out. Yes. Yes. My mom was home. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Um, so you, you go back to the hotel. I, I remember you telling me it was like an hour away, right? From where you are. Yeah. So he stayed over by the beach. So it, and where he stayed, like you have to go through a town and there's a lot of lights. So it's like an hour away. You go back to the hotel Saturday night to see him and you get there and you text him or you call him and you're like, Hey, I'm here and no response. What happened? So I asked him six times if he wanted me to come and he said, yeah. And then when I was 20 minutes away, I called him. I'm like, Hey, do you still want me to come? And he's like, yeah. And he's like, but I am a little tipsy. And I was like, okay, so do you want me to come? Because that's a little annoying. And he's like, yeah, still come. Like, I'm not going to drink anymore. I'm not going to drink anymore. And I was like, okay. So then from there, I just didn't text him because I was already on my way. He knew I was on my way. And then I get there and I texted him. I'm like, here. And he doesn't answer. So then I call him. I'm like, calling, goes to voicemail call again goes to voicemail so then I text him on snapchat and I'm like um I'm here and then he doesn't answer and I wait there like 10 20 minutes and then I realized his car's not even in the parking lot so I was like okay like that's annoying but whatever I'm going home like I don't I don't feel like doing dealing with this like 
it's not even worth it. So you go home. Um, when's the next you hear from him? So I go home and I just go to bed. And then I wake up the next morning and I have like two missed calls from him, like three Snapchats and like three or four texts. And he's just saying, oh, I'm so sorry. I ended up falling asleep like in the chair. Like I just sat down and I was waiting for you and I passed out. And And, like he said the same thing on Snapchat. And where is the, like, around what time when you woke up the next morning, what time had he had sent these texts and calls? So when I woke up, he had texted these things at, like, 3, almost 4 in the morning. And when you were there, what time was that? It was, like, 11. 11. <clears throat> you know, fall asleep in a chair for five hours. Happens. Um, <laughs> okay. So that's Sunday. Um do you ever see him again? No. So son, he left Sunday morning cause he said he was going to go have lunch with a friend in Pennsylvania, um, Tallahassee. So he had left to go meet up, but then he, or he said he was going to have dinner with them, but then he ended up leaving and having lunch with him. And we were just texting, but I really was just still annoyed at like the whole thing. So I just like, told him like I really don't have anything to say like your car wasn't in the parking lot like and what was his answer to that he said that there was a wedding at the hotel and there was nowhere to park when he got home so he had to park on the street mind you I got there at 11 and the parking lots were empty so (laughs) okay um and I I want to backtrack Real quick, for anybody who's being like, well, he wasn't into her or whatever. Uh, at no point in planning this weekend, this wasn't like, hey, I'm going to be down in Florida visiting friends. Let's me- let's meet up. This was a weekend that he came down specifically to meet you, right? Yeah, and even on like Friday, like when he had got here, I was just like, I can't believe you drove like because he like couldn't make his flight because he had like something for work he said so he said he couldn't make his flight so he was just gonna drive and I was like I can't believe you drove like that's kind of far and he's like there's nothing that would have stopped me from coming this weekend to meet you okay great words um actions didn't really back it up but hey (laughs) no great line uh so uh he gets back so he gets back home on Sunday um right and um and you tell him what So he got back home on Sunday and I was just like, well, like, I'm glad you got home early, like gives you time to like rest, unwind and stuff. And it was just like short conversation, nothing like too in depth or anything. And then he was like, yeah, like, I'm still sorry about the weekend. Like, I know it didn't go as planned. Like, I should have had my intentions better and stuff. Like, I should have been like more focused on meeting you and not in party mode and stuff like that. And I kind of just was like, yeah, whatever. And that was on Sunday night. And then Monday, which is the day before the premiere of the show. Did you talk to him on Monday? Yeah. So Monday morning when I had woken up, he had texted me and he was like, Hey, can you call me later when you get a chance? And I had texted him back and I was like, for what? And he's like, just to discuss. And I, so I said, I didn't answer. And then I ended up calling him and he was just like super apologetic for falling asleep and everything supposedly. And 
he was just like, I'm so sorry. Like those were not my intentions. Like, I'm sorry the weekend didn't go the way we planned. Like we had such a good connection and then it didn't go the way we planned and like just things like that. And was just like, sorry. And I said, it is what it is. Like we can just move forward and see if this goes somewhere or not from here. Okay. And, um, when, you know, when, when you released the TikTok, it was three one minute videos and, you know, there's almost a sense of anxiety watching those just because we know TikTok is on a timer and you, you, you posted a lot. You tried to squeeze a lot in and you know, you're, you not only are you talking, but you're posting screenshots of all your text messages with him, which we can include or not in, in uh, my column today. If you want, if you want to do that as well, so people can actually see it rather than going to the TikTok and having to pause the screen and whatnot. Um, but I, you had no problem outing the, the text messages because I think you needed to at this point, if you're going to accuse him of what he did, you, you, you pretty much have to show receipts and you had no problem doing that. So I, I don't think you would have a problem. Well, I already have them. So if you, yeah, you, you can post them. Okay. I can post them. All right. Um, so when, okay. So Monday, when was the Snapchat incident? Was it on Monday or was it the Tuesday, the night of the premiere? No. So it was, it was Monday. We were Snapchatting all day. Everything seemed fine. And then Monday night we were just Snapchatting like, talking about how like things could have gone better and our expectations. And then I got a video and he talks like on Snapchat and videos. So I just thought it was him doing just that. And then I couldn't really hear it because he was like kind of talking low and I didn't have my volume all the way up. And then like I see him talking and then all of a sudden I see like his penis and I was like, what the fuck? Like, is he really just being disgusting like that? Like, right now and then um I replayed it because I was like what so I turned my volume all the way up and then I heard what he said and then I instantly knew it was not for me and he sent it to the wrong person so by the time I replayed it and exited out of the snapchat I went to message him and I was like uh that obviously wasn't for me and I was like wrong girl and I was unfriended and as you sp- said on the TikTok, this was a video that in the middle of a conversation where it was, well, I'll ask you, I, I know the answer, but the conversation, was it sexual in nature when you guys were having that Snapchat and then you received a video right in the middle of that Snapchat conversation? No, it was not sexual at all. Okay. So then all of a sudden in the middle of a regular conversation, a video pops up and you, you say uh, it's him and it's and this is a video that's clearly him. Like you can see his face. You could see it was his, his dick. face yeah. and then he went down to his whole body. OK. And it was a video of him jerking off. Yeah. And what did the video say? <laughs> well, you, you, it's on your text messages, right? Yeah, it's, it's in the text messages. I quoted it. Yeah, that's right. Um, it's a video uh, of him doing that and basically talking dirty to the person who is supposed to be the recipient of this video. And mm-hmm. you can read it on the text messages in the, in the post today. And so right when you open the video, you immediately respond back to him like, what the fuck was that? And he's already like, <laughs> at no point during your whole relationship have you been unfriended on, by him on Snapchat. But seconds after he sends you a video of himself jerking off, you are unfriended. I was unfriended. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So then you can't contact him on Snapchat. You text him. What do you say? 
so I text him and I was just like, you're really going to block me. And then my text didn't go through. So I'm like, did this man really just block my number after that? Like, really? So I tried to call him and it went straight to voicemail. So I'm assuming he just turned his phone off. So right then and there, I just went to Instagram and I just blocked him on Instagram. And then I went to my Snapchat and blocked him on Snapchat. So it's not so he can't try and add me back. And then he ended up texting me a few minutes later and he said, don't know what you're talking about. When you said, what was that video you just sent me? Yeah, he said that Snapchat had signed him out and that's why it unfriended me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And all my years of having Snapchat since Snapchat has come out, I've logged out, been signed out and never lost a friend on Snapchat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he's playing dumb and you confront him and it's in the text messages that people can read. You basically said, you just sent me a video essentially of you jerking off saying this. What was that? And his answer was, I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) Okay. So he must have amnesia. Yeah. He's got short-term memory loss, apparently. So, all right. That was on that Monday night before the premiere. I'm assuming that's the night, like, right after that text conversation, I guess, came to an end. Like, how did that text conversation end? So then I basically just said, like, apparently this is not what I thought it was. Like, I thought this was something way more than what you thought it was. And we're on two different pages. And our FaceTime calls and conversations were all just a fucking joke and he just left me on red what's that oh what's that uh what's the what's the um the kids version i don't call you kid but like i have a 16 year old niece that talks about that uh when someone leaves you on red what's it called uh ror or lor or I have no idea. Okay, sorry. She she because <laughs> okay. she complains to me sometimes when her friends leave her on red. She's like, "Oh my god, they lor'd me or something." I'm like, "What? Left on red?" I'm like, "Oh, sorry." <laughs> anyway, uh, okay, so maybe it's not lor. It's something I can probably find out. Uh, okay, so you so that and that's I'm assuming after that conversation or that last text to him when you're like, "This is obviously not what I thought it was." I'm assuming that's the night that you sent out the video or the TikTok. Yeah, so- so this was at like like 12 a.m. So I ended up like just going to sleep because I was just like upset and pissed off. And I was like, I, I'm just going to bed, like whatever. So then I woke up that morning. My daughter ended up waking up at like 6 a.m. And then I ended up like calling my best friend and waking her up. I'm like, you need to listen to this. Like what happened? And I told her and she's like, oh, my God, that's crazy. And I was like, I'm just so mad, like and all of that. And then. I was like, I'm I'm just going to make a TikTok, like, venting. And she's like, okay. So then I ended up making the TikTok and posting it, like, Tuesday morning. And then I posted in my story, like, just, like, like if you want to watch, like, some tea, like, go look at my TikTok. Yeah. And then and that then, was on Tuesday, the day of the premiere. And basically yeah. in your TikTok, for those that haven't seen it, even though I'll include the uh, I'll include those today as well. You're doing the game on TikTok that people do where you say, where you say essentially, um, take a finger down if, and you just, it's usually take a finger down if uh, you've had alcohol before, you've drank alcohol, or you've taken a shot of something, and then you're like, okay, 
you know, take a finger down. And then it's the same thing. Uh, take a finger down if you've ever had sex in a park. And if you, it's like a game of if, you know, um, I, I never, never have I ever. Never have I ever. With same thing. <laughs> yeah, it's the same thing, but except with fingers. So, but you, <laughs> I mean, I, I think a lot of people didn't even get what you were doing. The people that aren't familiar with that TikTok game, because they're like, why does she have her hand up the whole time she's talking? And <laughs> <laughs> so some people told me I did the game wrong, but that's not the point of yeah, exactly. It wasn't about the game. <laughs> it wasn't about the game, but you basically said uh, the whole TikTok, the whole minute TikTok was you explaining uh, in, in a paraphrasing. Take a finger down if you were talking to a guy who came to see you, and you find out that uh, he's the villain on The Bachelorette, and he sends you a Snapchat video of him jerking off but that was meant for another woman and not you. And, and, and that's how this whole thing started, but it didn't take off until the next week. Somehow somebody got a hold of it and it went kind of viral and you have over a million views now. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of funny how it happened. Uh, especially since it took a week for it to kind of take off. And, um, so last week is when it took off like Wednesday or Thursday, whatever day we started talking. And, mm-hmm. <sighs> At that point, well, since from the time that, that Monday night where you had that last conversation with him or last text with him until the thing went viral on the following Wednesday or Thursday, what happened? Was there, was there any try and reconciliation here? Was, was he trying to get back with you? Did he apologize? Did he admit to the video? Where, where were you at with him? So um – he actually viewed my story about the TikTok on Instagram on his dog's account. And then as soon as I saw that he viewed it on the dog's account, he ended up calling me and he had called me and we talked like he said he was calling to apologize. But what he was apologizing for was not because what I was mad about. He was apologizing for falling asleep once again. And I told him, like, that's not the problem. The problem was the video you sent me last night. Like, I'm just confused how you told me you weren't talking to anyone. But then, like, 72 hours after we're not together and we, like, have a bad weekend, you're sending videos and stuff. And he had said, well, after the weekend, I thought we were, like, done. So I just, like, started talking to someone else. And I was like... You literally called me Monday morning to talk and was saying you're so sorry and all this stuff. And we agreed that we were going to move on and just continue talking. So I'm confused on how you thought we were done. And that's when you found a girl within five hours to jerk off to. Yeah. And he just like kind of ignored that. And when I asked him like, oh, do you send all these videos like of Zara to everyone? Like he kind of just ignored that. And he was just, like, not answering anything. And I was like, okay, well, if you're not going to give me the answers I need, like, I don't want to talk. Like, you're calling me because you saw my TikTok. I know you saw it. And you just want to backtrack now because you don't want people to see that. And he's like, no, it's not because the TikTok. It's because I just wanted to say sorry. And I was like, okay, whatever. And I just hung up. Okay. And then since then... And then the video went viral, and then I still didn't hear from him. But then I ended up hearing from, like, a ton of different girls with all different crazy stories. And I was like, okay, well, apparently this is, like, a trend. Like, it's, like, he does this to all 
different women. And then I saw in the premiere that he got called out for messaging other girls on Instagram. So I was like, okay, like this is just what he does. And let's, and let's be clear. The whole incident in episode one where Tyler C called him out and said, Hey Claire, I was told about Yosef messaging girls before we came on here. This had nothing to do with you. You didn't even start till September. This is all back in July before Yosef. So you're not the girl that Tyler C was referring to in episode one, just to be clear. (laughs) I'm not that girl. Yeah. You're one of apparently many, um, because I've gotten the messages. You've gotten the messages ever since this went viral. A lot of women have reached out to you recently. Um, well, before we get to the most the, the most recent event from this past weekend, what happened with him when your thing went viral? He knew that you were getting a lot of attention. I was tweeting about it. Plenty of other people were sending it around. He knew that more people were being made aware of what he did based on your TikTok. So what did he say to you? So then that's this weekend. He ended up like texting me a scripted apology talking about that he's so sorry and that he just didn't feel like there was a romantic connection and that he should have communicated that better. But he never apologized for the video. He still hasn't acknowledged in two weeks that he sent the video, right? Yeah, he's he has not acknowledged the video. He said he would answer any questions, but still hasn't answered any of the questions that I asked. And, like, he's just... Not actually sorry or actually care. He just doesn't want the publicity that he's getting. (laughs) So what is his, when you ask him specifically, dude, you sent me a video of you jerking off. That clearly wasn't for me. What is his answer to this? Um, So I asked him, he said that he wanted to discuss the video. And then I said, what's there to discuss? The video wasn't for me. And then he said, I'm talking about the TikToks. (laughs) (laughs) So he just totally ignored me talking about the video. <laughs> okay, so when you did talk to did you talk to him about the TikToks or no? Whether whether through text or on the phone? No, I just acknowledged I said you didn't want to talk about the TikToks when they had no views and you first saw it. So there's nothing to talk about now. And then he just said and I told him that all of these women have reached out. Like, I know who you are and it's not who you said you were and you just played me. And he said that he didn't see the video until it had views and that he only saw it yesterday. And that's why he was reaching out. And that's a complete lie because he followed me on TikTok. <laughs> so how did you not see it? And then you called me after I said it and I acknowledged I posted the TikTok and you straight up said you didn't call me because of the TikTok. So you saw the TikTok. Yeah. And <laughs> he's, like you said, he looked at your story on Instagram through his dog's account, which he has since deleted. Yeah. So right. he was viewing my story from his dog's account until I posted like the second video. Then that's when he had deleted, I guess, the dog's account. Yeah. Cause you did a second video and then you did a third video which is basically all the stuff that we've covered uh, in this podcast, the things that you didn't yeah. cover on the TikTok. at least I don't, I haven't looked at your TikTok. Have you updated? Have you any, have you done the latest update or no? The last was the last one, the one in the, uh, like the camouflage. Yeah. So that was my last one. I haven't posted another one. Okay. You won't need to, cause people, enough people will, <laughs> will hear this yeah. and, uh, <laughs> and, and 
get the gist. So tell everyone what happened this past weekend. So this past weekend, um, well, last night I had got a DM from a girl saying that he was hanging out with one of her friends and she had saw my TikToks and she wanted, her friend wants to reach out to me, but her friend doesn't want her name out there, out there in the media. And I said, that's fine. Like all the girls that have reached out to me, like I'm not like putting their names out there or anything, like whatever they tell me, like. I'm it's not, just it's just knowledge for you. Just I mean, yeah, I, it's just happens to me a lot for me and for me to share, but it's not with their name on it. Yeah, they it happens to me a lot where people want to share information, but they don't want their name attached to it because then they don't want to deal with the backlash. That's why I do appreciate what you've done on the TikTok. It was not only was it funny, but it was informative and you didn't shy away from the fact that, look, I'll provide receipts. I, I this isn't I'm not making this up. I'm not trying to. Like, I guess I could ask you, uh, why did you do it? Be, uh, yeah, why did you do it? Honestly, I just did it because I was so mad. Like, I didn't, I never thought it was going to be where it is now. Like, I just thought it was going to stay at the couple of thousand views it had and just be that. Like, and that's why I did it because I was just like, whatever, like, no one's going to see it. I'll not be mad anymore. And then he'll realize like, okay, well, my stuff is out there. Like she did post it. So like, maybe, maybe I should check what I'm doing and really like reevaluate if what I'm doing is right. Yeah. I mean, you didn't do anything wrong. You have every right to call him out. If you're going to provide receipts, if you would have just told that story on TikTok and not shown your text messages with him behind it, I think people not saying that it wouldn't have been true, but way more people would have doubted you. I mean, that's just the way it works in 2020. It's just you can't just flame somebody and not provide receipts. And you provided every receipt possible outside of the video of him. But he did it on Snapchat. <laughs> and we, as we know, Snapchat videos disappear and you did not save it. Correct? Yeah, I did not save it. And even if you did, it's not like you were going to share that. Because technically, I think that's illegal. It's illegal. I mean, it's, yeah. it's revenge porn and you can't do that. At least in yeah. certain states, I don't know what Florida's revenge porn laws are, but um, most states you can't you can't do that anymore. I don't think it's illegal in all fifty, but I think it's in most of them. So it's not like you're going to post that anyway or going to share it anyway. But you shared everything else that you could to prove, hey, look, I'm not making this up. I'm not just out to get a guy who scorned me. It was just this is. But you also, like you said, did not think it would blow up to what it did. So this past weekend, the girl contacts you who says her friend was hanging out with him this past weekend. And this was, he was where this past weekend, Arizona or Mexico or where was he? Um, he was in California. Oh, it was in California. Oh yeah. I think I said Arizona in my column today. Oops. It was California. Uh, it's on his Instagram, which is public. So everyone can see it. He, he wasn't shy about where he was this weekend or who he was hanging out with. So we're assuming that one of those girls is the one that he was hooking up with, I guess. I don't. Or we don't I, actually. I don't want to. You know what? I don't want to accuse yeah. him of that because we don't know. But yeah, I don't know what their relationship like was. All I do know is that he was trying to pursue her too, and that he messaged her while he was messaging me, telling her, "Oh, you're my future wife." Just the same things he was telling me, and then he ended up booking 
this trip that he just went on out there on October 4th. And which is that that was at the same time we were talking because he didn't come and see me until October 9th. Yeah. So uh, he had booked a trip to California to see this girl, uh, knowing he had a trip with you for five days later on the ninth and he booked a trip on the fourth, which you found out through her friend. Did you ever get in contact with the girl herself? No. So the girl actually told me that she actually did end up messaging me and she told me that he was the one that booked the trip on the fourth. The girl that he actually went and saw. Yeah. And that was the book. The trip that he booked on October 4th was the trip he just took this past weekend. Yeah. And did this girl say, she didn't say what the nature of their relationship was? Um, no, she really didn't say like, I, she kind of made it seem like he was pursuing her and he was trying to talk to her by just the screenshot she sent me of the messages that he would send her on Instagram and stuff. But she didn't say like anything about their relationship this weekend. Okay. And so he also did mention something to her about you, correct? Yeah. So I guess she had bought up the TikTok because she had saw it. And he was like just obsessing over the TikTok all weekend and just checking my followers hit like on TikTok, checking my followers on Instagram to see if they went up and then just talking about me, talking about the video and just like going crazy over it. So she had actually told him like, well, why don't you reach out to her? Like just to calm your mind a little bit and then maybe you can just relax and have a good time. And then that is when I gotten the text from him that I talked about before, which was the, just this standard apology text. Yeah. Like talk, saying that we can discuss the video and all of that. But then when I said there's nothing to discuss about the video, it wasn't for me. He said, no, I'm talking about the TikToks. Okay. And that that was sent when? That was like this past weekend, right? Yeah, I think it was sent on Thursday. Yeah, it was sent on Thursday. Yeah, I'd have to look back through our text exchange and uh, because you sent me those. That's right. Yeah. Um, so where are you at with everything now with him? That's the, I'm assuming that's the last you had of him. Yeah. So honestly, I didn't even respond back to the last text talking about, he just wanted to reach out because his intentions weren't to hurt me and all of that because you didn't have good intentions going into it. You know, you didn't have good intentions. You're never going to admit to not having good intentions and, you're just going to try and spin everything to make you look innocent and to make you look like you're a good person, but you're not. Yeah. And I think that the thing is he's also in a position where he's lucky that the women that came forward to you, the women that have contacted me, he's lucky that they're saying, look, I don't want to be a part of this story, but everything that you're hearing about him is true because he did the same thing to me. And here's what he did. He sent these texts. He did this. He sent me videos of Laura. Like it is unreal. Uh, Zara. Sorry, not Laura. Uh, Zara, his daughter. It is unreal to hear the same exact story. Like he's got this thing down to a science almost. I mean, I've had someone who has been with him and, uh, you know, someone just tell me like, not surprised, Steve, like this is what he does. Like, <laughs> 
And yeah. Um, unfortunately you were a victim in this. And like I told you before, when you first did, uh, you know, you didn't do anything wrong by posting this. You probably didn't, like you said, didn't realize it was going to be as big as it was. Just thought all your friends were going to, you know, look at it on TikTok and giggle about it and be like, holy shit, that guy on the bachelor, you know, mm-hmm. you hung out with him and oh my God, that sucks. But yeah, it turned into what it did. Uh, I, I mean, I'm sorry it happened to you. And I, I hope that this guy never contacts you again. I hope he leaves you alone. And if he does, I hope you don't respond to him. Sounds like you didn't the last time uh, he responded to you. And, um, you know, maybe more women will come forward. Uh, maybe more women will just say like this, this is what he did. Wasn't acceptable. And I think at this point he's being dragged enough. So on social media that maybe he learned a lesson, but I don't know. doesn't seem like it would get through to this guy. Cause um, <laughs> I don't think he learned anything. Like, did you, did you ever get the sense that, like, I don't know, how de- how deep did he ever get with you in terms of his, uh, I don't know, his daughter, the relationship with his ex-wife, uh, why the divorce happened, any of that stuff? Like, wh- So he, he said straight out the get-go, like, that him and his ex-wife, they got married young and that he made a mistake and cheated on her. He didn't tell me when he cheated on her. He didn't tell me any of that. Like, he kind of just made it seem like, he cheated on her like after they had their daughter and that like he decided like he doesn't actually want to be with her. But then talking to the one girl that had reached out to me, she is from the same town as that, that he is. And she is, knows his ex-wife. She knows him. And she said that like he cheated on her when she was pregnant right after she had the baby like it wasn't a one-time mistake thing and that he was having an affair yeah like he was having an affair with another woman and then decided that he was gonna leave his like ex-wife right after she had had their daughter yeah which is why what we watched on this week's episode is just so hypocritical uh, and so lacking any self-awareness uh, to go off on Claire when you are a much shittier individual than Claire could ever be. Uh, you know, sorry, dude, you've been exposed. And uh, I, I think that if, you know, when I was told about when he was first released as a contestant back in March and I was told about this and told about the ex-wife and what really happened, I was like, I wonder if the ex-wife is going to talk. I wonder if she's going to say something or, you know, I didn't go, I never went to the ex-wife. I never contacted her. I don't think I'm maybe, I, you know what? Maybe I did send an Instagram DM, uh, but I never heard from her. And I was like, okay, well that's fine. I'm not going to, because now my situation is look, I, I need to see what happens to these guys on the show. He might be irrelevant. It might not even be important. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did see that the ex-wife has recently gotten remarried. So I didn't think that she was going to be open to trashing her daughter's uh, father, but yeah, I know that she is remarried and that she is expecting a baby. So I think that like, yeah, she has no reason to get involved in this. Yeah. And like, she has dealt with so much like from him. I think 
this is the last thing that she wants to deal with. And I honestly just feel so bad because she has to carry like his weight and then her weight. And then she's going to have to explain all of this to her daughter one day. And I, he does not understand that. Well, the, the other thing is the fact that he's, I, I mean, I don't know if you want to give him, I don't know, some sort of points for honesty with you about it, but Let's face it. You were a girl he just met in September and started talking to in September. This is, I, I get that when you start a new relationship, you kind of want to be open and you kind of want to tell people things. But to openly admit that to you and to this other girl, we, that means we know that he has no problem telling the world. Like, And trust me, when I found out about him back in March, I heard that story from like five different people. Like, Steve, everybody knows Yosef and the ex-wife, everybody, but... A lot of people are well aware of Yosef and the ex-wife and why they got divorced. And I was like, okay, well, it seems to be a, a common story. So people knew. And then to hear you say it, to hear this other girl that he just you know, booked a trip for on October 4th to go see, he's telling her the exact same thing. It's like, yeah, where's this I guy's think, tact? <laughs> I think every girl that has reached out to me has told me, asked me if I knew the story Yeah, and told me the story. So it's definitely one of the things he says. And I think that maybe his mindset is, oh, well, if I tell them this from the get go, they'll think like, oh, wow, like he really did grow up and he really is like trying to move on and be honest and open with you. But yeah, clearly not. He tells that story to everyone. <laughs> yeah, he tells the story to everybody and he uses it almost as a trap. Like you said, yeah. oh, oh, look at me. I've matured. Yeah, that was me back in the day. And. I think the line he uses a lot, we got, we got married young and it just yeah. wasn't smart, but yeah, you can get married young. doesn't mean you have to cheat. So, and have, or not cheat, have an affair. Um, so, you know, it's whatever. Uh, I think it's just, we clearly see his game now because of you, uh, and because of your TikTok that went viral that you didn't expect. Um, <laughs> I, I, I appreciate you sharing your story and I appreciate you providing, all the stuff that we needed to provide uh, for this particular um, uh, podcast. And, uh, you know, it's more than the three minutes that you provided on TikTok for sure. It's almost an hour conversation because I wanted to lay it out out there and tell everybody this is how it started. This was the weekend together. This is what he did. This were These were his actions. Um, you know, I mean, clearly he uh, – well, let me ask you this. One final thing in regards to your time spent with him that Friday night and then Saturday at the beach before he passed out in a chair for five hours. Um, <laughs> yeah. w do you think that there's some sort of alcohol problem here? Like, like did he, I, I, I mean, I, if I was going to see a girl for a weekend for the first time, I don't think I would be apparently as drunk as he was all weekend where you're falling asleep in chairs at 11 o'clock. So honestly, he, openly admitted that he does have a drinking thing and he needs to work on it to me and to multiple other girls. So I think that, do I think he has a drinking problem coming from a father that was an alcoholic? Yes, I do think he has a drinking problem 100%. And I told him Friday night that the drinking he was doing made me uncomfortable because of my past. And he really just didn't care and didn't grasp it. And same for the people that contacted me as well that said he, you know, he does drink a lot and it's, it become it became an issue. And I'm pretty sure it's apparent because I'm pretty sure 
every Instagram story that he has posted and that people have sent me, he's drinking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, again, I, I appreciate you coming on and kind of laying out the whole story for us and just kind of unfortunate that you had to go through it and unfortunate that you had to, you know, get involved uh, with him. It's not your fault. And he just seems to enjoy disposing of women after a short term because it's kind of exactly what he did to you. And, and, and I also want to make one thing perfectly clear here. While he told you, oh, sorry, I fell asleep in the chair and didn't call you till three or four o'clock in the morning. You and I are both convinced that, look, we don't have any proof, but we think he was out with another woman. Oh, yeah, for sure. Especially because when he was down here, like he was following like a bunch of girls from Florida on Instagram. And I was like, why are you following girls? Like, do you even know them? And he's like, oh, no, they just followed me back. And I'm just following them like because they followed me. And I was like, uh, okay. Yeah. He's, he's basking in the fact that he's Yosef from The Bachelorette, even though he got a horrible edit and he looks like a jackass after Tuesday night's episode. Um, there's still plenty of women. All you got to do is look on the comments on his latest pictures. While there's a ton of negativity on there, there's a ton of people that think he did Claire right. And he had every right to scream at her and embarrass a woman and make her cry and shake on national television. So he's going to get people sliding into his DMS and he's going to use it to his advantage and probably start getting with other women and doing the same over the world again. (laughs) Yeah. And running the same game, uh, that he ran on you. Unfortunately, um, it's sad. And, um, again, I appreciate you coming on and, and sharing this and I'm sorry it happened to you, but again, Carly, thank you so much, uh, for coming on. And, uh, obviously you and I will be in touch in case anything does uh, happen down the road or you hear from him or whatever. Um, I doubt you will, but you never know. Uh, but we will keep in touch with any other stories and any other women that come forward to you, uh, about mm-hmm. him as well. So I appreciate it. And, uh, if you want to see Carly's text messages and to back up everything she said in this podcast, it'll be on my website today at realitysteve.com. So Carly, thank you so much uh, for coming. Yeah. On. I appreciate it. And thank you for having me and just putting your name on my story and backing me. That honestly just meant so much to me. You're welcome. I appreciate it. And uh, you were, um, I know you didn't expect it to blow up and this wasn't some sort of, Oh, I can't wait to, you know, put him on blast. I mean, yeah, you did, but it wasn't, it was for, like you said, couple thousand views it just somehow someone got a hold of this and then it spread like wildfire because i remember on that day whatever it was wednesday or thursday of last week i had literally within a 10 minute span probably six or seven people send me the same video and said did you see this and that's and right immediately i mean immediately i i messaged i found you on uh uh instagram and messaged you there uh so yeah there we are uh again (laughs) thanks a lot and uh we will be in touch okay thank you thanks carly well, thank you to Carly for that. Um, it just sucks. You know, one thing I didn't, I, one thing I didn't get into with her, uh, clearly she doesn't care about his age. He was 30, but I look an eight year age difference is not that big of a deal at all. Age is just a number. However, Yosef is a 30 year old man with a four year old daughter. And I, I don't know. I I find it a little weird that he went after a 22-year-old single mother who lived in Tampa, Florida. There's just something about this whole story that is just creepy. And by watching him on Tuesday night and hearing all the stories I've heard about him, not since July when he was on, since March. But I didn't say anything in March because, one, 
The show got shut down. We never, we had no idea if The Bachelorette was even going to be a show. Two, once we did find out it was going to be a show, we had no idea if Yosef was going to be on and be brought back. Because during that time, I was hearing, you know, he was messaging a bunch of girls. He was talking to a bunch of girls. And I was just hearing that, oh, he's probably not going to do it because he wants to get with so-and-so and so-and-so. And and then I saw that he was on the cast. I'm like, jeez, okay. Um, this is not going to be good for him. But, again, I wasn't going to say anything. Um, this all came about because Carly posted her TikToks. So go take a look at it on realitysteve.com. I'm going to include a lot of text messages between Carly and Yosef that she has given me because I wasn't going to put her on until I got proof that this actually happened and took place. She's uh, also sent me stuff that proves uh, about the hotel visit, stuff like that. So yeah, this is a a completely legit story and um, it just sucks. And I wish this guy would act a little more mature for a 30 year old father, especially when he's calling out other women on national TV and making them cry. It's just, it's about as hypocritical as you can get. And he looks like a giant jackass. Thank you to Carly for coming on. Thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. We'll be back next week. Um, this week was supposed to be um, Tara Ariano and Sarah D. Bunting uh, from the Again With This podcast. I'm going to push it back another week. They are going to be on next week. I've already recorded it. Recorded it last week, actually. Um, but good thing is it's not certainly time sensitive. Um, we can talk 90210 till we're blue in the face uh, whenever we want. And that's what it is. We talk about their book that came out, which is called A Very Special 90210 Book, 93 Absolutely Essential Episodes from TV's Most Notorious Zip Code. So check that out on Amazon.com or wherever else you can get books. Tara Ariano and Sarah D. Bunting will be next week's podcast guests. And we talk about the book and we talk about the history of 90210. So thank you all for tuning in. I really appreciate it. And we will talk to you next week. See you.